Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to the Chronicles of Nannia, a nanny resource podcast made for nannies by me, a nanny. <laughs> I am your host, Martha Reddick, and this week we are going to be talking about encouraging individual play. And for that, I have brought on my dear friend and nanny extraordinaire, Katie Leineke. Hello, Katie. Hello, Martha. It's so and nice listeners, to have hello you. listeners too yes, as well. Yes, hello all of you <laughs> at home in your cars, at your nanny homes, wherever you may be, the grocery store. <laughs> um, I uh, I always listen to the episodes mm-hmm. uh, because I want to make sure that they went up correctly. Yeah. But one time I pulled my headphones out as I was in the checkout line for the grocery store, and given they don't really know what my voice sounds like, they don't know what I was listening to. Sure. But it's very embarrassing to listen to your own podcast. Oh yeah, like. <laughs> Check me out. I'm listening to myself. Oh, yeah, yeah I guess. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, ah, oh, turn off. Yeah, please stop. Please stop. Um, anyway, that's my embarrassing story <laughs> for, <laughs> for the episode. Um, but Katie, it's so nice to have you back. Thank you. Um, before we get into the, the meat of the episode, <laughs> talking about individual play and in, how to encourage individual right? play um, and why it's important, mm-hmm. uh, let's hear a little bit about your background. Um, I am a nanny slash preschool teacher. Mm-hmm. I have a certificate in early childhood education and I have been nannying for over six years now. Yep. So lots of experience and then lots of academic. Yes. And uh, specifically for playing alone, I have nannied the past three years. I have nannied um, two of the years totally full time. And this last year, 50 hours a week during the summer because she's in kindergarten Mm -hmm. and uh, like 27 hours during the week Mm -hmm. during the school year. Um, for and an, she only, is an child. only child. Yeah, yeah, that's where I'm going. I'm getting there. I'm, I'm so on my sorry. Way. No, you're fine. I'm so sorry. I realized too. I was like, what was I saying? <laughs> I was um, just like, this sentence is getting so long. It is. Um, yeah. But I, but I, I live it. my life. <laughs> and I am personally an only child. Yeah. Uh, so this is something that I familiar with. I am familiar with from the child's point of view, <laughs> for sure. Uh, and it was something that I was I was good at. Good. Um, Not only children are very good at that. No, but yeah. I think it was because my parents went out of their way to help me learn how to play by Absolutely. myself. Um, and so, so yes, that is, is what we as nannies oh, yeah. also, <laughs> well, we were working on it. Yes. And I think part of the issue, 
uh, with nannies and, and encouraging individual play is that a lot of times we feel like we're not doing our job if the yes. kids are playing by themselves and we're yes. not involved. Exactly. But I am here to tell you, <laughs> take that piece of guilt away from yourself. You are doing your job mm-hmm. by teaching them how to entertain themselves. I actually had the parents of the family I nanny for now. They mm-hmm. were like, could you play with her less? <laughs> right. Because we, it's an, it's like an unsustainable thing for us. They were like, we understand why you play with her so much. And mm-hmm. we love that you're so engaged with her. It's one of the things we love about you. <laughs> But also we have a hard time on the weekends and we're getting a little kickback from the child because it's different from how you guys are. Right. And I was like, thank you for telling me. She was like, yeah, (laughs) we talked about it. And I was like, well, we literally pay her to be here with our child. So she probably feels like she can't not engage. And I was like, well, I do sometimes feel really guilty if, and it's hard with an only because they want someone to play with. Right. And that's very challenging. So finding a balance between playing with the child so the child doesn't feel neglected, so you don't feel bad, um, and also encouraging them to take time by themselves. Mm-hmm. So important. It is. It is. And it's it's also important to um, consider the child's own mm-hmm. like inner rhythms and, and mm-hmm. needs. Um, I am an extremely extroverted person. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so lots of play dates mm-hmm. helped me learn how to, you know, create these fantasy worlds that then yeah. I could bring home yeah, absolutely. and the characters were already created right. in conjunction with other kids. Yeah. And so then I could just keep that story going. Like a collaborative process. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then uh, pets for me were also. Mm, <laughs> I had yeah, a, like little playmates. I had a pet rat um, <laughs> growing up uh, named Nicodemus, and he would ride in my Barbie car. <laughs> he was my Barbie chauffeur. They're super smart, actually, friends. They are. And I would set up mazes for him. We would oh do, gosh. like, practice. Uh, and And so that was a way that I could, you know, learn to individually play, mm-hmm. but with something else like a training wheel sort of thing yeah it was I was youngest of my family Mm -hmm. and we would play a lot and then when my sisters went to school it was like really challenging for me Mm -hmm. but I also remember I I swear I married my teddy bear just a (laughs) hundred million times and I probably killed my own whole tree in doing it because I would decorate myself in toilet paper Uh because obviously I'm getting married right so why would you not do that gotta um, be dressed in white Poor George, I married him so many times. He was like a huge teddy bear. But nice. we used to play that way as sisters. Mm-hmm. And they would always marry me off because I was the youngest so they could make me. Mm-hmm. And then when they went to school, I continued to do that. So, so right. it's interesting to see what you can learn from group play and take it back to individualize it. Mm-hmm. And it's also interesting to consider birth order mm-hmm. because uh, the younger children of families that I have nannied for struggle oh, yeah. with it a lot more. Yeah. Um, in fact, Leah Fryers, who's been on the podcast, she and I took uh, both of our younger children mm-hmm. on a play date <laughs> because the older kids were in camp. And watching them try to figure out with no kids telling them what to do. Oh, yeah. What do we do? They were like at the playground like, uh, and they eventually found it. Yeah. But it took them a while. Yeah. And it's hard to. A whole snack time. Because if kids are, (laughs) that's a long time. I know. Um, If kids are uh, 
punished with alone time. Mm -hmm. If that's a punishment for them, it can be really hard to rewrite that script of like, Hey, you're not, you're not being punished. It's just good to learn to play alone because we're all alone quite a bit actually. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's harder for kids too, because they're not legally allowed to be alone until they're 12. Right. Um, really, really alone at least by the state of Illinois. If you're in Illinois, perhaps Interesting. It's I did not. Yeah. I did not know that. It's, they're not allowed to be left at home alone until huh. they're 12, legally. So you can be held liable, right, if something happens to your child. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. There you go. Facts. Friends. Look it at up least in I your think state. That's a fact. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what they taught. Because I'm least sure two that years that's ago. different yeah. state to state. Oh yeah, it is. Some states you can be eight and home alone. So. Yeah. Hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. I've never thought about but that. But they they don't often get a chance to be alone. Yeah. So it's important to create space for that in their day, even when you're with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great life skill to have to amuse yourself. Um, it goes in tandem with the I'm bored. Right. Idea. Yeah. And I, which was a few weeks yeah. ago. But if, if this is something that you want to work on yeah. with your nanny kids, go listen to that episode yeah. as well. I always say, I'm like, if you're bored, like, your brain's not turned on. Right. So turn on your brain. You can create a story in your brain. You can start listening to like whoever's talking. Mm-hmm. In fact, I recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you can find something to do because guess what? You're in charge of your own fun. That's something we say at the house and Annie for a lot. Like mm-hmm. who's in charge of making your own fun? I am. Yes, that's true. Yes. I'm not responsible for amusing you, right. but I am here to play with you sometimes and we sometimes play by ourselves and we sometimes sit next to each other and play different things Mm -hmm. so it's a it's a learning curve for sure yes but but a really important one Mm -hmm. so uh let's talk about why it's important to uh teach children to play alone and we just covered that but like very specifically um a lot of times too it's it's good to have ownership so um if you can give your kids a quiet time during the day mm-hmm. or like we, we take play alone time as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because she's working on being able to amuse herself. It's just something that she's, she doesn't feel like she knows what to do in moments where someone can't immediately play with her. So that's something that her parents and I have agreed to do every day. She takes 30 to 45 minutes of play alone time uh-huh. and we set a timer and she chooses something to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good for them to take ownership, to learn, to make a plan it's good for them to learn that they have um, power over their life and that right. they can fix, you know, like you get to choose whatever you want to do during this time if it's safe to do. Right. Um, and you don't have to negotiate with anybody. It's your own time, which mm-hmm. is really special. Um, it, it encourages imagination. Yes. Um, which is super important because um, you can be creative even if you're not playing dramatic play by like with other people you can play it by yourself you can draw you can decide I'm gonna read a book and redesign a book cover although I will say because <laughs> the little one that I'm with loves to read mm-hmm. which is great mm-hmm. but she'll do that in place of playing right and so we're like what we really need you to do or she'll be like I'm gonna listen to a book on tape which is like that's cool but that's still somebody else amusing you right so you can have it on in the background but you need to be like building with blocks or or Legos or coloring doodling or, or yeah. yeah exactly and so it, I need you to work on engaging your brain in that way or doing play-doh mm-hmm. um so it's good for them to learn that they have ownership over the outcome of their experience yes and and guess what your life is full of waiting friends yeah DMV like you're gonna <laughs> be there and and if your brain finds something to do you're gonna have a much more satisfying experience all the time if yes. you can learn to engage in something 
during those moments of waiting, whether it's telling yourself a story in your head, wondering about the person at the table next to you, um, playing Sudoku, whatever it is you do. Doing your times tables. Yeah, whatever. Just <laughs> amuse yourself um, because you're going to need that skill. Yes. Um, whether it's a long car trip or a boring meeting that you need to amuse yourself during at work. That, um, that meme quietly. that's like uh, grieving the fact that this meeting could have been an email. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. Yes. But Although many nannies don't experience that. No, but, no, they don't. But you're going to have times where you're not super invested in whatever's happening around you, mm-hmm. which sometimes is totally fine. Like right. kids at the dinner table, if the grownups are talking and you want to think up a story in your brain or do some kind of coloring at the table next to you. Many grownups are okay with that. If you mm-hmm. can use your manners and be polite. So, um, we're just working on that aspect. About, right. And, and it's sort of goes back to boundaries too, of like you take responsibility for yourself. Right. And this is a time where you are responsible for you. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a really important skill. I think many people don't have it. And I've dated people before who don't have the <laughs> skill of, of accepting that they're responsible for their own life and fun. Yes. And that's hard. And in this age in particular, when you can have 40 different games on oh your phone gosh, to yes. play. And I know I'm guilty of this. If, yeah. if I like at the DMV, you know, I was playing a game <laughs> for much of it um, until I ran out of lives in the game. And yeah. then I had to switch over to something that I do and I have taught nanny kids this before is uh make up stories for people around me so why are they here what are what are what are they going to do after this or daydreaming even is a good thing to do it's so fun it really really is um and so just to to reiterate nannies (laughs) teaching them individual play is not uh something that you should feel guilty over right in fact you should celebrate right uh, the fact that your nanny kids can play on their own yeah. and that they're taking responsibility for their own fun. Um, and it's something that takes work and uh, a while to to be able to Absolutely. teach them. And there's certainly children that are naturally inclined to yeah. playing by themselves. Yeah. But there are also ones that, that are not, that it's a real struggle. Yeah. It, it also is a good skill to have to, to learn separateness versus togetherness and mm-hmm. to not be overly fused with whomever, whatever the important relationship is in your life. So they talk about fusion and differentiation. Mm-hmm. And fusion is when you sort of um, take on the response, like you guys are the same. You right. take on the responsibilities and the likes and the feelings of the other person in the mm-hmm. relationship. And it's hard to tell who's who. Mm-hmm. Um and it, it, that happens to ease separation anxiety from one or both partners' point of view. Right. Um, and differentiation is kind of the opposite of that. And it's like a, a healthier place where you can be together and have moments of intense closeness, like while you're playing with the child. And you guys can also be apart. Right. And that's okay. And we'll do separate things. And we both feel secure in our love for one another over here from a distance while I'm reading and you're playing with Legos or whatever it is. Yeah. And then, or cleaning up the dishes or, you know, (laughs) right. Um, it'll also give you a lot of sanity if you can teach your nanny kids (laughs) to play alone. Yes. Um, just so much quiet time when you're actually working on something for their parents, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a really, that's also what their parents want. They also want some quiet space where you guys can exist together and you don't have to be directly engaged. Yes. 
Um, and it's not moments of just the TV's on or they're listening yeah. to a book on tape. Yeah. We so, don't do electronics during play alone time. Right. So yeah. talking to them about like, no, you need to be in charge of your own yeah. fun and just having someone read a story to you yeah, is that's not passive fun as yeah. opposed to active fun. Right. Yeah, exactly. So really talking that through yeah. is important because I mean, there are a lot of adults that I don't think understand the mm-hmm. difference between those two things. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are moments when I forget the difference between those and two things. It really helps you to go forward with like, okay, it's like goal achievement too. Mm-hmm. Like I want to play with Play-Doh. What do I need to do? It helps you with your logical thinking, your ordered steps. Like first I need to go find the Play-Doh. Okay. Now I need a baking sheet for playing with the Play-Doh. Right. What color do I want to use? You're, you're giving them the skills that later they'll be like, Hey, I think I'd like a job in advertising, right? What do I need to do? You're giving them the chance to practice these skills and practice, um, like executive functioning is what they call it. And mm-hmm. it's like processing, planning, organizing, mm-hmm. and then like following through in the steps in the correct order, right. um, which is super important as you know, because you've survived <laughs> this long to be listening to this podcast. Right. Um, but it's, it's good to give them that skill set in smaller things like play, that's how they practice being an adult in real life. And they're going to apply these skills later to bigger things. Right. Yeah. What? Yeah. That's so great because it just, it's a win-win all around. It is. It is. And you get your sanity of being like, I can do the dishes without answering 59 questions about everything you've ever wanted to know. Right. Yeah. That's, that's been my summer. Yes. Yeah. Um, We had a moment the other day where, the girl I nanny for, she was like, how come like my parents make so much money? And I was like, well, like we don't know exactly what they make, but they both, they do a job that society thinks is really important, but sometimes society is confused and teaching. Right. She was like asking about that. She was like, why does society value that? And I was like, oh, well, maybe because of education, you have more like you have to get a higher degree sometimes. And she's like, what's a degree? And I was like, oh my gosh, we're spiraling out of control. Oh man, <laughs> it was, that happens it was to like, me all the time. Quickly escalating and you're like, oh no, I've gotten too far. <laughs> and I'd now, like to go back. Yep. And my my nanny kids don't let me get away with oh, I no. don't know. Yeah. They say, well, what do you think? Yeah. We, we Which try I to love. explain I in different ways. Yeah. That they, that they push you on it. But I also sometimes I'm like, I just, I really don't know. I really don't know. And I, so let's look it up maybe. Yeah. But I, if I'm doing the dishes, I don't have time to look it up right now. And then they're like, I'll just ask Siri. And you're like, please don't, please don't. Cause I want to monitor what it says to you. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Um, so yes, having moments, brain breaks, which we've talked about on the podcast before. Um, Yes. Of saying like, I need a brain break. Yeah. Uh, so I need to not, you need to find something to do. Yeah. You need to find something to do. Yeah. Uh, that is not asking me questions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have found, so we've started this play a long time, maybe like three weeks ago, mm -hmm. four weeks ago. And, um, we're at the point now, like it's still, uh, they don't always do it on the weekends, so there's mm-hmm. still a little bit of resistance there, but we do it every day. Right. Like <laughs> sometimes we run out of time for it, but infrequently, usually we just take less. Mm-hmm. And I have found that in moments where I am doing things like the clean, cause I do the dishes, I clean up the counters, I spray them down every day. Mm-hmm. I wipe down their table and their stove. Like we do like, there's like maintenance. I take out the right. trash in the moments where I'm doing that or like folding their laundry or whatever it is. 
she has started to go and play with blocks. I'm like, this is the best. It's so, it's, and it maybe just happened last week where all of a sudden I'm like cleaning the counters and I was like, I have to just clean up after lunch and then we can go upstairs and read because we have a, a scheduled reading time after lunch. And she's like, okay. And like, she'll just pull out the blocks now. And I'm like, what is happening? This, this is, is never, great. yeah. Cause she'll be like, can you roll the ball to me while you do the dishes and clean up? Like, can you also do that? And I'm like, mm, no, I can. I don't really want to. I'm, I'm not the cat in the hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, for younger kids, what I will often say is I will say, I'm not an octopus. Mm. I've only got these two arms. It's <laughs> a good one. Yep. I'll steal that from you. Yeah. It actually came from a friend of mine's brother used to scream that at her. Oh my gosh. And so then it became a friendship thing of, <laughs> of her saying jokingly, I'm not an octopus. Yeah. And then, cause she directed a show I was in. And <laughs> I always tell kids too, I'm like, look at my hands. Yep. Do you see what they're doing? They're busy right now. Yep. I can't do what you also want me to do, mm-hmm. but maybe I can in a few minutes when my mm-hmm. hands are done. Yes. That usually helps. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so when you are encouraging individual play, mm-hmm. uh, we talked a few weeks ago about in the boredom jar, right? Which I think such a great episode. Thank you. Um, but I think that that is helpful mm-hmm. when starting the journey towards mm-hmm. individual play because it is a a jar yeah. that they can pick something out of if they feel a little lost. Yeah, because it it is a a skill that you have to yeah. practice. Yeah. Um, and so coming up with those ideas together, mm-hmm. I think, is really important if they're old enough. Um, to do that. Yeah. Uh, and if they're not old enough to talk it through with you, maybe they're not old enough. Well, you can also do pictures too so they can see. Yes. Um, and so then, yeah, coming up with things that they can do by themselves. Yeah. Or if you do have siblings, things that they can do together that don't involve you. Yeah. So like child play instead of, you mentioned on the boredom podcast, um, that there was a nanny out there who Mm -hmm. did, um, yellow and blue for the different siblings and green for things they could do together. Yes. And I thought that was so clever, not only because it's color mixing, right. good for you, nanny, <laughs> um, but also because it gives them a chance to choose to play together or to play alone. Right. And they can, yeah, just pick their and color. appropriate skill levels. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's very clever. Shout yes. out to you, nanny. Yes. I'm sorry that I don't know who it was it got lost in the that's okay you know who you are you know who you are and thank you feel free that's to a, tell us yeah comment feel free. on this episode that that's comment your idea on this episode or or email into chronicles <laughs> of nania and i will totally give you a shout out um but yes and so encouraging them like practicing yeah. <laughs> or setting them up for success yeah. We took it a step further than that, too, Mm -hmm. because um, we had had a play alone jar, Mm -hmm. um, but I was thinking about it and she would just sort of stick to the same two things. Right. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to after I listened to the boredom episode, I was like, I'm going to make her a boredom box. Oh, okay. So I went out and got like a, a somewhat large Rubbermaid tub and like a smaller Rubbermaid tub. And I was like, I'm going to put many of the things that we said she could do mm-hmm. in these boxes. And one is small enough to travel with them when they go out of town. Uh-huh. And the other one is like larger and it can hold more of her activities. And so I made these boxes and I put like the Play-Doh and I put like Tierra making kits and she's got like a headband making kit and um, she's got beading stuff. And we have um, a couple of 
puzzles that she uses, like a flexible puzzle mm-hmm. where it's like a several blocks on a string. They're sometimes used um, as fidget toys for teachers. Yeah. But they have like puzzles that you can try to make it match. And she's got like all these cool magnet tiles. And I was like, I'm just going to put it all in the box mm-hmm. after I heard your thing. Because I mm-hmm. think she sometimes struggles to either locate them or... Like she'll just, she's used to the same thing, but now she can just go to the box. And I was thinking, cause our parents are really working on this. Mm-hmm. Whenever she tells me she's bored now, uh-huh. I'm going to say, okay, you can choose something from the boredom box or I can give you a chore to do. Yeah. Like what would you, cause you mentioned that too. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what would you like to do? Yeah. So, and so they can choose, do they want to be helpful around the house or mm-hmm. do they want to like choose to amuse themselves? Right. Is it safer to do a chore or to play by yourself? <laughs> Hard to say. Um, and each day is different. Yeah, exactly. And I told her mom, because I was like, I just listened to Martha, because my, my nanny mom knows Martha. Uh-huh. It's like, Martha's podcast today was Boredom Busters. And she was like, oh man. And I told her that, mm-hmm. and she, the idea. And she was like, I love that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, it's pretty exciting stuff. And yes. the little girl, surprisingly, when because I said it in front of her mom too. Mm-hmm. And she was like, ooh, like what kind of chores? Like she was kind of excited because yeah. we had put on that boredom jar, um, the previous one, the uh, play alone ideas we talked about. Uh-huh. Like she could clean her room if she wanted to or some something like that. It's a really interesting idea, but having it all in one place seemed to be very helpful in the past week since yes. that's come out. So, Because that is something that um, when kids that I nanny are mm-hmm. playing by themselves, but they can't find yes. a toy, then that becomes, and then, you know, yeah. I have to get involved. And or, sometimes they're inspired by seeing it. Me too. Right. Sometimes I forget that I have something. And I'm like, oh my gosh, look at this. I Where should play with this. I yeah. should use my, my, like my Sudoku book. I'm like, oh my goodness, look at you. Right. Yeah, exactly. So yes, encouraging them by, by just having it mm-hmm. in a, in a way that is easily accessible. Yeah. Setting them up for success in that way is really important. Mm-hmm. That's a great idea. I came from you. <laughs> it was inspired by your podcast you guys it was inspired by me but that took it a hop and a skip further yeah but what a but what a great way and I love the the smaller one for when they travel yeah that's a great idea they have a little like a lake house sort of thing that's Mm -hmm. um it's not theirs it's one of their parents but Mm -hmm. they go there often for like little family weekends right and so and that's hard for them because there's so much unstructured time right and they have to still work sometimes from up there and so I was like I just feel like (laughs) that they need one of those. And so, um, I made one for traveling too. And it was like, and she can use it in the car. Like these are things she can play with in the car. Right. As opposed to just looking at the iPad. Yes. And, uh, I will say the target dollar section has Mm -hmm. a lot of like the magnet Mm -hmm. boards or the, um, like little felt books and things like that for younger kids. So does a dollar store. Dollar store is a magical place, friends. It really is. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and just get on Pinterest and (laughs) look at all the cool stuff that you can do from the dollar store because it's amazing. Have you seen the, um, there's like a little Lego car thing and Uh it's like a pencil box, a hard pencil box and you open it up and you'd like, you glue down a a little Lego board Mm -hmm. and then you keep Legos in it yes so you can have the lego board on the top and then when you flip it open it's like a flat surface and you can put your legos you can build something on it in the car on your lap oh my gosh and it's all contained and then you like like take it apart and close it up and it's what a great idea that's a pinterest one i can't take credit for that but still that's (laughs) awesome. awesome yeah 
birthdays are coming up we'll see maybe i'll get that for you even though your birthday just <laughs> happened that'd be no, a good I gift for you for my no i'm thinking for you um i mean i would love that she's um, got legos on her um dining room table i do yeah. i do and kind of all around us i've <laughs> hidden them places oh yeah there, it's There's a little scavenger legos up in here yeah ray you got the lego tool over there and i have the yeah the lego tool which is key um <laughs> Especially oh, yeah, for little so kids. Oh, yeah, so many Legos in here. Mm-hmm. I love Legos. I know you do. Uh, as you can hear yeah. in the Lego episode. Yes, which was also fun. <laughs> and then also the Lego highlight where oh, I yeah. then researched more. Learned because a lot about Legos and wheels. Yeah, there's more Lego tires in the world than there are regular size tires. I shared that with everyone I it's came across fun, that following week. It's a fun, fun fact Yeah, uh, that astonishes a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Um, Makes sense, though. It does. Yeah. Because, yeah, there's so many Legos. Yeah. Um, and there's so many to step on. Um, <laughs> and then you feel like you're dying. So. And then you do feel like you're dying. Um, but anyway, so, yes, encouraging um, individual play by setting them up for success mm-hmm. in those ways is really key. Um, and then I also think starting with... A shorter amount of time. Yes, we of, ramped up. Yeah, and ramping up into longer periods of time mm-hmm. um, is is very key. It is. And don't feel bad um, when you start to ramp it up because they say, so in teaching, children need a minimum of 45 minutes to get their brain fully engaged in activity. Mm. So um, in fact, like many schools play outside for 45 minutes and then you, you need free choice time for 45 minutes because scientifically that's how long it takes for some kind of learning to occur. Uh Um, so once you get, that's why sort of why we picked 45 minutes. Right. Um, once you get to that point, it's okay to let them kind of do that. And like you mentioned, floundering in their, um, boredom is actually good for them because Mm -hmm. they, find some discomfort and then they say, okay, like how am I going to amuse myself? And it helps, um, creativity discontent usually is the, um, inciting incident, like the spark for change. So allowing them to feel some of that and not solving the problem for them is really Mm. important. Right. Yes. Uh, yeah. And finding that balance Mm. of, of when to bail them out and when to let them flounder is, is a, a struggle and something that you might mess up on. And then back to our honesty episode Mm -hmm. of saying like, you know what? I screwed that one up. Yeah. (laughs) I, I bailed you out and I actually, I should have let you keep playing because I, I think that you, you were about to solve your own problem. Yeah. Or, um, you know, and I took that chance away from you and I'm sorry. And I'm sorry that I took that chance away from you to, to have that learning opportunity or, uh, you know what? You actually did need my help mm-hmm. and I, I wasn't available yeah. for you in the way that I should have been. And yeah. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Um, let's, let's do it yeah. right this time yeah, you know? yeah, or, yeah. or let's, let's try, try again. again. Yeah. <laughs> I caught myself <laughs> <laughs> as, as you so often do. Um, so yes, I think using that as a, a barometer yeah. for yeah. trying to find the right amount of time and absolutely um but knowing that you are not a bad nanny for letting them flounder right um and and if you solve all your problems for your nanny kids they're gonna grow up 
lacking those skills to solve mm-hmm. problems for themselves. So exactly, it's important to give them opportunities. And I, uh, another thing too, is giving them, I'm sure you've heard this a million times if you've listened to this <laughs> podcast, but giving them opportunities to choose so that you don't have mm-hmm. indecisive adults. It's very hard if you grow up your whole life and you don't have to choose because right. someone's always choosing for you. And then someone's like, hey, babe, <laughs> what do you want for dinner tonight? And then they're like, I don't know. I do not. I could not tell you what I want because I'm not used to <laughs> making choices like that that affect my daily life or whatever it is. Exactly. Um, so giving them a chance to practice decision making skills. Mm-hmm. So important, which yep. they can also do while they're floundering in their boredom. Right. Yes. Yes. Because if, if they just want to sit there, then that's their choice Mm -hmm. for those 45 minutes. But I do think having a set amount of time, Mm -hmm. uh, and starting small and ramping up is key. Um, and I like that idea of setting the timer so that, because you as a nanny sometimes get so into the chores that you're doing Mm -hmm. that you forget. So actually having something that will go off. Um, now, let me ask you this. If your day allows for it and the timer goes off mm-hmm. uh, and your nanny kid wants wants to keep playing by oh, themselves. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Then good we, for you. Yeah, yeah. Great. Okay. Nanny win. I just wanted um, to check in. We also have the uh, the amendment that you, once we set the timer, mm-hmm. we're not going to check it. So if you want to know how mm-hmm. close you are to being done, you look at the clock. And you can say how many minutes, like the child I nanny for can do math like uh-huh. that. She can do time, um, time math. And so if, if you want to know, you can do that, but we're not going to stop playing to check the time on the timer. Right. Because that's like, otherwise you're doing that every two minutes right. and that's like, you're not really playing. You're not really engaged in the activity. And that's the whole point of playing alone is for your brain to become immersed in this other activity or world or whatever it is you're doing if you're making a crown good for you, like you shouldn't every two minutes, you shouldn't be like, so what time is it now? You know? Yes. And also it's annoying. Right. (laughs) I'm not going to tell you every two minutes, like you shouldn't have your hands on my phone every two minutes or whatever the timer is or, um, yeah. And it's more about principle because like if it was on a bigger timer, I'd still want her to be focused on what she's doing. Yeah. Yeah. And really talking through why that's important. Yeah. Uh, is, I mean, I'm always one for explaining things. I, I explain things to the point that my nanny kids now sometimes are like, okay, I get it. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, great. Thanks. I'm like, thanks for asking. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, explaining why you are doing things, Mm -hmm. uh, and making that really open, open communication about like, this is why, because your brain takes a while to become engaged. And, uh, once you're engaged, if you're constantly going out to, to check the time, then that's, you have less ideas and less. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then your brain isn't working at the level that I know that it can. Right. Right. Um, and so, yeah. So explaining that to them, I think is really important. And you could also say too, like, it's hard for me while I'm doing this thing for your mom and dad to constantly stop. Like I have a really hard time with it. It's not that you're annoying. It's just that I'm bothered that I have to stop what I'm doing to check something, you know, continually. I love you. I understand the desire to know what time it is. How can we, (laughs) how can we have you meet your own need here? Right. For the timing. Yes. Let's, let's find a way to both win. Mm -hmm. So if you need to know if it helps you and like, and again, explaining why you 
don't want them to necessarily be involved in the time, I think is a really good tool to be mm-hmm. like, well, your brain is so much more powerful if you're not thinking about the time, if you're using it just to think about what you're doing. Right. Um, and I think that's a lovely idea too. And like, cause you don't want your children to grow up to be people who constantly like, are like, when can I be done? When can I be done? When can I be done? Right. Although I do that when I, I'm marathon training. Yeah. <laughs> And some days um, I'm pretty good. And some days I'm like, oh, my goodness, I've only run for like <laughs> an hour and two minutes. Oh, but why do I have to keep going? Yeah. 45 more minutes. <laughs> so like I can relate to that. Like the struggle is real. Right. But it goes by faster and quicker if your brain is fully engaged. Exactly. And you're not constantly checking the time. Then you're like, oh, look at that. I, I'm I? nearly done. Yeah. 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 That's so true. Um. What else you got? Is there any? Um, yeah, I, I think that sometimes you can, if the child is is struggling and they do need assistance, you can do like a like a drive by play inspiration where you're like, mm-hmm. oh man, that looks like it's a airport. Wow! <laughs> and then like you can like drop these little hints if they need it. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think uh, coming from a place of curiosity, mm-hmm. like teaching them to to be curious about things yeah. and investigate it on their own. Yeah. Um, I wonder what would happen at an yes. airport, a Lego airport, right? or like whatever it is. So you can give them little tidbits without really being involved. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also specify like the little girl I nanny for when we started play a long time, she kept calling it silent playtime. And I was like, no girl, no. like you can be as loud as you want. Like it's just time for you to amuse you. Right. Um, and <laughs> it's like, it's not silent. Like, <laughs> Please stop saying that. I don't know where you got You're that. You're concerning me. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was a problem that I had with yeah. the um, syntax of... So when I was in school, it was called drop everything and read. Yeah. Uh, and then when I taught school, it changed over to silent, silent sustained, sustained reading, reading mm-hmm. which I do not understand that switch. Yeah. Um, like I, I get the sustained being important. Yeah. Um, but anyway... I think it, they just want you to do it in your brain. But it makes you feel like you can't laugh or exactly. have reactions. And that's not... That takes you out of it too. Yeah. And yeah. for me personally, with my 10th grade class that I taught, I my goal was by the end of the year that each of them would have one book that they enjoyed. Oh, that's so nice. Um, and so I use that and I was like we're calling it drop everything and read in here because forget the school yeah Yeah. forget the school policy because it fell the silent sustained reading time fell during that class period and so well and it sounds too serious and like you can like yeah and so but also letting them ask questions so Mm -hmm. that you can find things like that that they think that they have to be silent and you're like no 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 yeah (laughs) well and the other thing is is like I will um I will not necessarily play play but like if she's like i made you a play-doh cookie i'll be like "Mm, this is delicious is there coconut in this Uh and like you do like little bits so they know it's not a punishment you're not like i can't wait to be away from you but you're like i'm trying to help you have an have a life skill right right so um giving them the opportunity to do that but also connect with you when necessary sometimes we like laugh at each other when um she's doing her like play alone time Mm -hmm. um and so it's it's nice to know that she's not totally isolated and on her own and if she wants to make a comment right i'm going to hear it and right. respond to her it's not like i'm going to ignore you for 45 minutes it's that you primarily need to be doing this yourself yeah but i'm available to you if you yes. want to take a moment or two 
However, if she does get too far mm-hmm. into like, we're super engaged, I'll be like, do you need me to pause your play alone time? Because we're like yeah. doing whatever we're doing right now, talking, or you're like really interested in watching what I'm doing, like the cleaning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause sometimes you're like, I just like, this is not yeah. playing. This is. This is you just watching me. Yeah. And asking me questions, which mm-hmm. is okay. But then let's pause your play alone time. Cause that's not, that's not what this time is about. Right. Um, and usually she's like, no, don't pause it. And she'll like <laughs> skip off. Yeah. Um, so it's, that's another idea is like, it's not a punishment. You don't have to play alone cause I don't want to be with you. It's because I'm trying to help you have these skills. And guess what? Grownups need those skills too. And, mm-hmm. um, a lot of times in relationships, like you're going to be together, but you can't be talking or doing something. So you need to amuse yourself next right. to that person. Parallel play. Yes. Um, and that's a different skill to have. And it's also really important. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think a way of encouraging, mm-hmm. uh, play alone time when you're first starting out with a concept is, doing parallel play yeah. with kids. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to let you, because you have the <laughs> the background yeah. in early childhood education, explain what parallel play is. Yeah. So there are stages of play mm-hmm. um, the f- and they sort of go in order. So you first have one and then you um, gain the other ones. Um, the first one is individual play, mm-hmm. which is like the baby who's playing by themselves with whatever and usually putting that thing in their mouth and right. like <laughs> hitting it against things. Um, and that's just time that um, children are playing individually alone Mm -hmm. and then after that they reach parallel play where the two children are sitting next to each other Um, they can be playing similar or the same they don't have to be every so often they might interact right so I might be like can I borrow that to Martha and Mm -hmm. she might be like sure or I might be like it's a plane right she might be like cool (laughs) mine's a spaceship and you're like awesome Um, and that's parallel play Mm -hmm. Um, there's also a stage called cooperative play, Mm -hmm. um, where they're like working together to, um, create this like imaginary world. So if Martha and I were playing together, right. So instead of parallel, we're playing different things side by side. We're like, okay, you be the pilot. I'll be the astronaut. The pilot's trying to reach the astronaut. We're like creating a world, right? a Um, story together. yeah. Yeah. And, uh, there's also like, like games with rules, like, um, like board games and things like that. So there are several th- different levels of play. Mm-hmm. Um, but parallel play, you're playing side by side, similar, possibly different games, but you're, you're interacting every so often. Right. Um, so that's kind of like what she's doing in her play alone time. Mm-hmm. If she's engaging with me every few minutes to talk to me about her cookie or whatever it is that she's pretended to make. Right. Um, but when she's playing just by herself, she's not really engaging me. She's mm-hmm. in her own world and doing whatever she's doing. Right. Which is where you want to get. Mm-hmm. But if your nanny kid is struggling yeah. with that, uh, doing some parallel play yeah. with them, I, I think is a good way to set them up for success. Yeah. Of- it's interesting. Okay. Of like you are show you're modeling yeah. the behavior that uh you know kind of the behavior that yeah. you want to see but yeah. uh yes what, what what were you gonna say I was just gonna say it's interesting too because we we have the skills we learn them in opposite order we learn uh huh to play alone and then we learn parallel play and then we learn cooperative play and it's interesting to struggle to go back to individual play and part of that is because as children get older, so more school-age children, like six to eight, mm-hmm. um, they struggle to be disengaged from their peers. Right. So they really want, peers become more important before it's adults 
And so they really want someone to play with. And that can be really challenging to get them back into that. Right. However, it's a really great skill to have Mm -hmm. if you can foster that and remind them of how much fun it can be to play alone. Right. Um, And a thought that I just had is uh, playing, teaching kids with siblings to play alone. Oh my gosh, so important. So important, but can be very challenging. Mm -hmm. Um, So if the house where you nanny is big enough Mm -hmm. that they can have their own space or room where you can still hear and I mean depending on their ages because there are ones that if they're upstairs and you're downstairs it's fine yeah um but yes encouraging them like you get to pick which room you want to be in first today and then rotate back and forth between I suggest you should do that you should structure that into your day because also it's good for them to it can reduce conflict if you have a period of your day where we're not all forced to be together. And mm-hmm. they, they're learning that it's okay to play apart and it's okay to play together. Right. And sometimes there are times for both. I think that's a great idea, Martha. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, and then the other thing with parallel play is often I have found, especially with the younger sibling, yeah. um, in, in several different families, mm-hmm. but the younger sibling seems to struggle with this more, um, where they ask me to play with them, mm-hmm. but then they... I think I know where this is going as they, a younger sibling. Yeah, they don't actually want me to play with them. They want me to play next to them. So Mm -hmm. they want to be in charge of how I am playing as well. And so uh, we were actually talking before the podcast started about using that as a signal and calling them on it and saying, it sounds like you might actually want to play by yourself. And if you do, then you can be totally in charge of how these Legos are being used. But if you want me to play with you, then I get to choose some things too. Yes. Then I get to make some choices as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, having that be like a little indicator for, it sounds like you might need some individual playtime, which I'm more than happy to give you. Yeah, I would also say that um, younger siblings struggle, Part perhaps part of why they don't want to play alone, even though they do, they don't think they do, mm-hmm. um, is because a lot of times older siblings are like, leave me alone. I don't want to play with you. Right. So playing alone is seen as like a negative thing yes. for many younger siblings um, because that's how your siblings reject you. It's okay. <laughs> right. I've let it go. Um, everything's Happy fine. Though. I'm not crying. You're crying. Um, but it's, it's important to give them that opportunity. It's like, oh, it seems like you might want to play alone. Do you want to? It's okay to play alone Um, because they can can assign punishment with playing by themselves. Yes. Not from the parents even, just from the siblings saying like, I don't want to play with you right now. Mm -hmm. And that feels bad. And so the idea of playing alone becomes a punishment when really it's so, so (laughs) great. I'm introverted. So I'm like, woo, play alone. Yeah. Um, yes, I actually remember as a child, like going over mm-hmm. to houses where I was playing with the older sibling mm-hmm. and they were like, you can't play with us. Yes. And me as an only child being like, wait, what? What does that even mean? <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't understand this dynamic yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, so that's and being really like interesting. left out yeah. of things because you're younger. Like I, I was continually told by my mom, she's like, well, your sister has a friend over right now and they really want to spend time together without you in it. And right. I was like, why would they want to do that? <laughs> Who would want yeah. not me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was harder for me. Although now I love it. Right. Um, but my mom, I mean, like my mom did not try to amuse me at home. She was like, well, why don't you play outside for a while? And like, 
we did a lot of like exploring and those kinds of things are like, mm-hmm. there are lots of toys in your room. Why don't you play with some? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, um, I, I do think though, having a specific time oh, yeah. during so the helpful. day is so helpful. Oh yeah. Um, because practice, mm-hmm. you need to practice mm-hmm. a new skill or an old skill. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, they talk about like things being count onable, mm-hmm. um, which means like it, it helps children to know what to expect. Mm-hmm. And so that can really help if the child feels like playing alone might be a punishment. Right. It helps them to know like, oh, this is just the time that we do that. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not in trouble. I'm not in a timeout. That can also be really hard if you're if you're a household that does timeouts because they're like, yes. but being alone means that I've done something wrong. Right. And to be like, nope, it's just the time that we play by ourselves. I'm yep. going to be here playing with Legos myself or like (laughs) reading a book or whatever it is. Right. So we're all going to play alone in this time and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I can almost guarantee that the parents will thank you for it Yeah. because they also would like time when the children amuse themselves. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Um, well, wonderful. Well, anything else? You also should play alone as a nanny. Yes. You <laughs> but should. in your own personal life, it gives you a sense of um, freedom and joy that mm-hmm. I think that you'll find um, some value out of <laughs> when you're asking children to do the same thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And and telling them about yeah. your experience. I like, went to the botanic gardens by myself. It was amazing. You know, like whatever right. it is. I was just telling Martha, actually, <laughs> I want to go to the Billy Joel concert. And I was like, I just don't know. Like, I, maybe I'll just go by myself. And she was like, I actually really love Billy Joel. I was like, come with me. Yes. But like, I was willing to go by myself because it sounds, I love Billy Joel. It sounds right. super fun. And it's a way to, I've been to the symphony by myself mm-hmm. just because I was like, can't really think of anybody who want to go with me, but I really want to go. Yes. So I'm going to. And it helps to foster individuality, which is also really important in siblings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Well, wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you heard this and you feel like we did not address a certain aspect or you have further questions um, about something that we've talked about during this episode or Or really suggestions. Yeah. Or suggestions of I tried this and it worked super well Mm -hmm. and I would like to share it with the nanny community. Um, Please email them in to (laughs) Chronicles. Yes, please help us. Um, Because, yeah, I, I love something that this podcast has has given me that I did not expect uh, is how just how wonderful the nanny community is. It's so lovely. I love all the boards, all the nanny boards on Facebook. Yeah. And there's a lot of resources out there, which are so nice. It really is because it can be such an isolating career Mm -hmm. if you let it. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's a lot of resources uh, to be had and in your fellow nannies In your fellow nannies (laughs) and, and, two heads work better than one mm-hmm. and a million heads no, so much better than two yeah. <laughs> yeah um so just know that that katie and i are here for you if you have something that yeah. you want to write in about we will try our best and we'd like you to be here for us too yeah and we'd like <laughs> for you to be us. here for us uh which a way to do that is to review this podcast mm-hmm. on itunes that is so helpful to getting this out to more people mm-hmm. so if you have been listening and you enjoy this podcast and you have five minutes in your day 
I would love if you would go on <laughs> iTunes and write a review and it can be any thoughts that you have. Uh, I also am very open to criticism or things that you think yeah. that I could do better yeah. um, because I, I want to make this a resource. Yeah. And so anything, any thoughts that you have, I would love if you would write them uh, on iTunes because that's <laughs> their algorithm works best with a written review. Comment, yeah. Yeah. With a written comment. Perhaps while the children take play alone time, you can yeah. review one play alone time, uh, five minutes of it. It, it doesn't yeah. take too long. Yeah. Um, and that is very helpful to me. So if you wouldn't mind taking time doing that this week, that would be wonderful. <laughs> uh, and we end each episode with a story or a fun quote from a kid. <laughs> and Katie has brought one. I have, I have two and they have Wonderful. to do with playing alone. The second one, um, has a word in it. You might not want to hear with children, but first I'll tell the first one. Okay. Um, so the first one, it has to do with a little girl I nanny for. Uh -huh. And, uh, she was, it was like last week and we had like been playing alone for like three weeks and mm -hmm. her mom and dad are like, how, how are you <laughs> doing this? Cause we're like, we're facing some resistance during the weekend, which is also possibly because they, um, are like it's two full days versus five full days. Right. So they're like, she really wants to be with them. Mm -hmm. Um, but she's like, how, how are you doing this? <laughs> and, um, I had created the boredom box and she had pulled out the Play-Doh. I also had like bought her new Play-Doh. Mm -hmm. That's another thing. Go through the supplies friends and make sure that they're wanting to be played with. Right. And, uh, she hadn't played with Play-Doh in a long time. And she was like, Oh, this is so great. And we had a shortened <laughs> amount of playtime that day. And her mom actually happened to come downstairs right as play alone time was ending because we had to go to swim lessons. And she was like, oh, I just wish I had more time to play alone. And her mom like dropped. <laughs> like she was like, what just like what just happened right now? Right. And she was like, her eyes got huge. And I was like, yes, that's, <laughs> that's actually what she said. And I was like, good news. When we come back from swim lessons, you can continue to play alone if you would like to. Right. Or when you go on your family vacation, you'll have plenty of time to play with Play-Doh. Maybe you should pack that. Yeah. Um, oh. and that was, it was totally hilarious because it was like this idea of like, oh, I just wish I had more play alone time. And when we started, <laughs> she was like, I don't want to. I don't want to play alone. And it's like, it's going to be, it's going to be okay, friend. You're going to be okay. And this one, so this is the second story. That um, has a word that you might want, not want to listen to with, with little ears around. Yes, so. however, it will become your new catchphrase. <laughs> I do <laughs> promise you that. Wonderful. But if, if you want to bow out now, uh, or if you do personally that. don't like naughty words uh <laughs> it's then, a it's a body part word it's a body part word okay then we will see you next week but <laughs> for all of the rest of you come along on this story journey um so the i was babysitting for these um children there are two of them and they were both playing alone in the basement they're pretty good at playing alone mm -hmm. and um i sit at the top of the stairs to not interfere but i can still hear them because they they're working through conflicts right um they're close in age and it's a boy and a girl and they're, they're not afraid to hit each other. Mm. So I like to be close by. Right. And they're both playing alone. And it was uh, after dinner one night. And I hear the little boy. And he just goes, what in the penis? <laughs> and I was like, what? I was like, well, that's my new catchphrase. <laughs> what in the penis? And like he just, like he didn't know anyone was listening. Right. He was literally just talking to himself. <laughs> 
And I texted his parents and I was like, just heard this coming up from the basement. <laughs> and I was like, that's my new catchphrase. And I also sent it to my boyfriend and he was like, best catchphrase yes. ever. And I was like, yeah, oh yeah, I'm going to make it work. I'm gonna, it's going to catch fire. That's what so penis. What in the penis? What? What in the penis? Yeah. I just want to know. Like what? I mean, anything in his the penis dad was is so, not great. His dad was so funny. Cause they were like knowing him, he might've actually put something in there and oh, it was no. like wondering what's in there. <laughs> and I was like, that's so, so great. Just that so hilarious. So funny. What in the penis, you guys? Yeah. I just want to know. <laughs> so, I will start using that as yes, well. We're going to, we're going to create a trend. So we are. We are. Now you're hip to it. Friends. <laughs> just don't say it around children. Yeah. Exactly. Unless you want that word <laughs> every day, every minute on the minute <laughs> for several months. Yeah. Um, well, wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Katie. Yes, you're this so is delightful as always. And thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week. The Chronicles of Nania is produced and hosted by Martha Reddick. Artwork by Noni Amadon. Theme music by Brad Kemp. Find him at secondbedroomstudio.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Chronicles of Nania and on Twitter at Nania Podcast. To contact us, email chroniclesofnania at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.